Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. And yes, I'm one minute late. I guess, am I technically late? I don't have a schedule when I start my live broadcast, but it's 9.01 p.m. Central Time. So, I mean, I feel late. I feel like I should have started at 9 p.m., but good evening, everyone. Welcome, everyone. It is Thursday, May the 4th, 2023. It is currently 9.01 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio located right here in... Abilene, Texas. Theology Central Podcast is putting Abilene, Texas on the map. Okay. Well, no, we're, we're actually not putting anywhere on the map. I mean, I guess it's better that I'm broadcasting from Abilene, Texas. Remember when I used to be broadcasting from the middle of nowhere, Texas? Ovalo, Texas. I don't even think it's listed on maps. Okay. It's, there's not even a traffic light there. There's nothing, at least in Abilene, Texas, you know, we have the home of Dias Air Force Base, the B-1 bomber, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, what else do we have? I, I, oh, we have the Paramount Theater. Oh, that's, that's a beautiful theater. See, what else do we have in Abilene? Um, what else is Abilene known for? I don't know. We have barbecue. There, there. Does that count for something? See, what else do we have? I don't, I don't. Oh, we have Fort Phantom Lake, which is supposed to be haunted, right? Okay. Um, the Grace, well, it's not really the Grace. It's the Grace Museum now. It used to be the Grace Hotel. That supposedly is haunted. Okay. We've had some, you know, ghost hunters come to Abilene to explore our haunted sites. I guess, I, I, I don't know. Every city has that. So that doesn't really count. I, I don't really, I don't really know. Oh, I know. You, we have the Theology Central podcast. Yeah. See, the mayor of Abilene should be contacting me going, you put us on the map. You made us faint. Okay. No, I, I really didn't, but good evening, everyone. Yes. I'm having a little bit of fun. I hope you're having a good Thursday evening. And for this episode, we're going to just have a little bit of fun. That's going to be the, uh, kind of the, the theme this evening. Here's what happened. I walked out my front door. Now I have to walk about half a block. To get to my mailbox, it's like in our kind of like housing development here, our neighborhood, there's like this one box with all of these individual small boxes where everyone gets their mail and it has like your street address, mine is 1802, 1803, and each person you're given a key and then the key just opens up your little box. So I went over, I walked the half a block uphill in the snow, both ways. Okay. Okay. Obviously I live in Texas. There, there wasn't an uphill. It wasn't snow. It was about 127 degrees, and that's not even hyperbole. It was hot. Okay, but I (laughs) walked over, took the key, opened it, and I realized I haven't checked the mail in 16 years because the thing was shoved. I almost had to call neighbors to say, can you help me pry this stuff out? Because the the, uh, I guess our post person didn't bother to get like, hey, I better take this to their door. They just kept shoving it in there, just shoving it in there. So I pulled it all out, and I have... I have my mail here, all right? I have the new, new, hot off the presses, the new issue of Grace and Focus, May, June, 2023, volume 38, number three, all right? Grace and Focus. If you do not subscribe to the Grace and Focus magazine, please go to faithalone.org 
faithalone.org. Look for the sign up for Grace and Focus. It's free. It's really, I mean, it's cool to get something actually in the mail and it's an actual magazine. Um, and I mean, there's, you know, lots like here's some of the, uh, uh, the articles and this issue, making sure your testimony is nothing but the truth. That's interesting. I wonder where they're going to go with that. Uh, changing your testimony, the cap on the gospel, Paul's blueprint for testimonies, a miracle baby, the missing resurrection, weeping at the Bema, the church of Laodicea, and much more. So I, grace, uh, grace and focus. I would go to faithalone.org. Look for it. Please sign up for it. Please, please, please. You may not agree with everything in it, but it, ain't it cool to get like an actual magazine in the mailbox? I mean, and it, oh, it's free. Oh, did I mention that? It's free. So a ministry trying to minister to people for free. I love that. So please, grace and focus. And if you do sign up for it, let me know. I would just like to know that, you know, people actually listen to me and, you know, take up my suggestions. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. I haven't even opened it yet. It's still got the, the plastic wrapper around it. So, uh, you know, here it is. So I, I definitely want to, I want, I definitely want to get to that, but let me set that down right now. Then I have my big, I guess this is yellow. Big yellow envelope from Lifeway Christian Resources. Discipleship delivered. Open for your next quarter's Bible study resources. Now, why do I get this big yellow envelope? Why? Does anybody know, class? I get this big yellow envelope because we pay now, what, $70 a month to provide you, the listeners, Bible study curriculum, two different curriculums we provide for you, and we provide it for free. It's they raise. I just did a live broadcast about it. They raised the prices, and well, now they're sending me a big package, probably with new information about how we're you know we're going to be charged more, but more people can sign up, so that's good. And they're going to probably give me a physical. I can tell in here. I'm, in fact, I'm going to open it up. I'm going to open it up. They are going to pro, yes, they're going to give me physical, uh, examples of some of the new Bible studies that will be coming up soon. Um, I can look at some of the ones we do. We do the explore the Bible. Looks like we're going to be studying at some point the gospel of Mark and fall of 2023. Looks like we're going to be studying the gospel of Mark. So is everyone excited about that? I hope so. That's explore the Bible. So we may be, and I don't know, remember we do two different curriculums and I choose which one we're going to do, but Mark could be an interesting study. Let's see what else they have here. I'm looking, I'm looking here, I'm looking, there's devotionals, I'm looking here. Uh, oh, what's Bible Study Insider? Guys, oh, some books on Christian living. That looks like we could do some stuff with that. Okay. Uh, you are a theologian. That could be an interesting book. Okay. Um, let's see. The, oh, Bible study. Let's see. Uh, Bible studies for life. Here we go. So Bible studies for life. It looks like. Uh, They don't, I can't really tell what our, our new one's going to be in the fall. I don't know what our fall 2023 is going to be on. 
We'll have to dig into that and see. Explore the Bible is going to be the Gospel of Mark. So maybe we'll do a little mixing it up when we get to the fall. We got the summer to work on right now. So that's getting us all prepared for fall 2023. Just if you want to keep up with everything we'll be doing, Bible study, exercise, podcast series. That's the series to listen to. And then we're always we're always working on new things. So we'll make use of all of this material. Meantime, I'm taking it. I'm dropping it down. Now, this is what I wanted to get to, ladies and gentlemen. Guess what I have right here? Can anybody guess? Can anybody guess? This was at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of my mailbox. A million things shoved on top of it. It was all bent up, but I I pulled it out. I I saved it. Oh, do you know what this is? Some of you probably remember loving to get these. I remember loving when these would come in my mailbox in the 1990s, I believe it was the 1990s, I absolutely love this. The catalog from christianbook.com. Do you remember how much you used to love? I used to love getting this thing. I can't remember how many books I've ordered. If you could see my garage, there's bookshelves upon bookshelves upon bookshelves of just books. And I, I really don't know what to do with all of them. I really don't. Um, I don't. I just don't. Because in some ways, it's like physical books are such... Like you don't realize how difficult they are to just store and keep, especially, but you do realize how difficult they are to store and keep. After you get right over here to my right, you get a Kindle. I have a Kindle right here, a Kindle Oasis. And everything is in here. Like, and I can go out there to the garage and look for those books and I can just order it from my Kindle and I can hold thousands and thousands of books here. So, but at the same time, I don't want to throw books in the trash. I don't want to throw them in the trash. So like in some part, like maybe I should try to sell them on eBay, but I don't want to go through all of that. I don't know what to do with them, but neither here nor there. I've got the christianbook.com catalog and that's what we're going to do this evening. We're going to spend a little time. We're going to go through the catalog and look at some different things and talk about what it says about the church in 2023, right? Because I always felt that the christianbook.com catalog gave me a little bit of insight where the church was at and where the church was going. I don't know. Do you feel the same? I, I now there was a, now let, let me be fair here. There was a time, there was a time that I just looked at it because I wanted to see the books I wanted to buy. And then a little, uh, then maybe, maybe it took about a year for me to start realizing this is also telling me where the church is at and it's giving me a preview of where the church is going. Because sometimes in the christianbook.com catalog, it would list a book and I wouldn't know it at the time because it would say new, but then six months, maybe even a year later, all of a sudden that book was the book influencing the church at large. Do you remember some good ones like the Prayer of Jabez? Oh, do you remember that? Left Behind, remember those books? The Purpose Driven Church, The Purpose Driven Life, remember those books? We can you remember how certain books would just rise to this like almost universal influence upon the church or I shouldn't say countrywide influence here in the United States of America? In many cases, the first place I would see them listed was in the Christian book catalog. Hey, couldn't you imagine if I would have been good at, 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 at seeing them going, that's the book right there. That's the book that's going to influence everyone in six months or a year now. I, I wasn't always good at predicting that. I, I probably didn't, I probably, 
In some ways, I wish I would have done a better job of looking, but a lot of times I just now, now I'm a little, now books, I, I don't believe Christian books are near as influential as they used to be. I mean, do you feel the same way? There was a time certain books and then pastors were recommending books and, and but I, I just don't, I don't know if Christian books have the same influence as they used to. I don't know. You can tell me, but so if we, uh, if we look at the cover of christianbook.com, for May, June, 2023, here are the three things right at the top. And two of them are names from the past, names that you know and love and who have had, when I say name, uh, know and love, I'm being a little bit facetious because, you know, depending on your theology, you probably don't love these individuals. And when I say love the individuals, you don't love their theology, I should say. Here we go. But there's, there's three things. You can probably guess what one of the, what is, what is the one thing right now? If you were to guess right now, all right? If you already have the catalog, you can just look at it and follow along with me and you'd be cheating. And so I'm going to subtract points. But for the rest of you this evening, if I was to say, what is the thing right now? The thing that has kind of transcended and is influencing Christians from all different theological backgrounds, all kinds of different theological streams. The thing that is really influencing Christians at large. What would you say it is? What, what would you say? That's the thing right now. It's this generation's purpose-driven life. It's this generation's purpose-driven church. It's this generation's prayer of Jabez. It's this generation's left behind. What do you think is that thing right now that is influencing Christians all around the world in large numbers? What What do you think it is? I, I almost, I don't know how many people are listening on the Spreaker platform, but it would be interesting to know if you are listening, I would love to get your guess. I would love to get your answer. I would love to get you in the chat on Spreaker. Just tell me what you think. I'm going to give it a minute. I would be, I would love to know what you think it is. Like what, if you were to say that, that's the thing that's influencing everyone right now. That's the thing. Now we've talked about some books that have been very influential. What the Jesus Calling devotional and we, we saw how bad that is, right? So there are, there are certain things. But what, what do you think it would be right now? What would you point to? What would you point to? That one thing right now. I, I, I'm, I'm just expecting someone to answer. And, and right now, no one is answering. So maybe I should give up on that hope. I would really like, I, I, I should think everyone should get this. To me, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's, it's obvious. It's painfully obvious. Because I get emails about it almost on a weekly basis, at least monthly. Someone's always saying, oh, have you? And they mention it, and they mention it, and they mention it. Come on, I talk about it all the time. All right, nobody's going to answer. All right, so that's okay. I'm being ignored. That's okay. I can handle it. I have a strong ego. All right, here we go. Looking at the cover, if I go from left to right, the first two are authors you will know. The third is a, uh, what do we call it? A streaming TV series? The Chosen on DVD. Now, first of all, I don't know who still owns DVD players. That is absolutely fascinating to me that a Christian publication is still selling DVDs. Who has a DVD player? Um, okay, The Chosen. Someone just said it just in the nick of time. They get 50 points. They win. Uh, that, that, that individual wins. Yes, The Chosen. The Chosen, The Chosen, The Chosen. That is this generation's... You just name all the things in the past that was so influential. The Chosen. Look, I have been baffled 
by the people who have contacted me or, or talked to me or argued with me about, oh, the chosen, the chosen, you've got the chosen. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, there's some people I'd be like, well, of course, based off your theology and the church you go to, no wonder you love the chosen. But then other people, I'm like, what are you talking about? The chosen? Are you serious? Are you serious? But yeah, right here, if we look at the, the top of the catalog, going from left to right, the left, the first two things are books, and then it's the chosen DVD series. Or the chosen series on DVD, I should say. Now again, I, I, I'm just baffled. Like, do, do Christians own DVD players? Just seems odd to me. But okay, here's what it says. The chosen series on DVD. Re-engage with the Can't Stop Watching gospel-based TV series that's got the whole world talking about Jesus in the emotional third season of The Chosen. Jesus delivers the most life-altering sermon in history, resulting in more followers and more enemies. When the disciples are sent out two by two, can they find courage for the daunting task ahead? Eight episodes, approximately eight hours total. And you can get it for twenty nine or twenty one ninety nine. That's season three. Season two, twenty one ninety nine. Season one, twenty one ninety nine. And you can buy all three for sixty one dollars and ninety nine cents. Now, if you want it in Blu Ray, twenty three ninety nine for season three, twenty three ninety nine for season two, twenty three ninety nine for season one. And you can buy all three for seventy dollars and ninety nine cents. The chosen. Now, just just to repeat my. Off my criticism of The Chosen, as I've watched enough of The Chosen, I've played clips of The Chosen. I was reviewing a sermon of a church who played clips from The Chosen, and the clips that have been shown, they're just like made-up scenes. Like, that dialogue does not come from the Bible. They're adding. They're adding. And people say, well, it's a dramatic representation. It's a dramatic presentation of the scripture. Of course they have to add. You can't add to God's word, ladies and gentlemen. You're not to subtract. You're not to add. Maybe, just maybe, the Bible was never designed to be turned into a dramatic television show or a movie. Maybe it was designed as God intended because he gave the scriptures by inspiration, meaning he intended them to be written down by the original authors and to be preserved for us in writing. And we are not to add or subtract. My concern is, is not only are they adding dialogue and they're adding emotion, they're, they're, they, they're placing what they think. Like, like you, you, so many presuppositions are being put in your mind. You're watching the chosen and you're going to read the text based off the artistic representation of scripture that may be not even based on actual scripture. They may be adding what that art, the, the art, the directors, the writers, what they felt that text, what the emotion they felt the text was given. And then you're going to read what you see in the chosen into the text. And therefore the chosen becomes how now you view the Bible. That is frightening, dangerous. And, 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 and Christians, but no, you can't, you, you, you even, you even offer a criticism of the chosen. And guess what? You're going to be ripped into shreds. Or you're just going to be dismissed as a lunatic. It's like, well, no, I see. I, and people are like, you've got to see. And when everyone emails me, he says, you've got to see it. It's the most amazing thing. 
And I don't email back to be condescending or rude, but I tend to email back going, I, you know, I know the story. I've read it. I have the story right here in my Bible. So why would I watch something that could then forever alter how I read the text, forever alter how I see the text, therefore impacting my ability to correctly interpret the text? That's a negative thing. And not only that, they're adding and taking away. That, that, that all seems something that Christians should be concerned of. But to criticize it is crazy. But that's right there at the front. That's right there at the front. On the far right, The Chosen. Now, the two books, starting from left to right, the first one is Let the Journey Begin by Max Lucado. I mean, he's been selling books forever. It says, guide your graduates as they enter the next stage in their journey. Lakato's wise sayings provide inspiration through life's bumps and turns, includes a personal goal page and space for favorite scripture verses, quotes, and more. 176 books, uh, hardcover from Nelson. And you need to get this for your graduates because, you know, your high school graduate or your college graduate, what they want is a Max Lakato book. <laughs> That's what, okay. I got to I got to laugh a little bit, but okay. Typically, as some grandparent, you know, I got to get my uh, my grandkids something spiritual, and I get my Max Lucado book. I guess because what you need for your life's journey after graduation is some Max Lucado quotes. Okay, but all right, I laugh a little bit at that. The next one is new, created to dream. By Rick Warren. Now, I think Rick Warren has lost most of his influence. I don't think he's the rock star. He's not the flavor of the month in the evangelical world, but he's still there putting out books. Um, 144 pages. This is what it says. Created to dream. Rick Warren. Facing setbacks or discouragement in your spiritual journey. It's asking as a question. Facing setbacks or discouragement in your spiritual journey. Trusted teacher. Rick Warren explores the six phases of faith, sharing the powerful process the Lord uses to foster spiritual maturity and turn your divinely inspired dreams into reality. Stop wondering why trials are happening and start preparing for the Lord's vision of your future. Now, I would be interesting to know what the six phases of faith are, according to Rick Warren. So if anyone has that book... I want to know the six phases of faith. I don't know if I want to spend $10 on the book, but there you have it. Created to dream. So right there, what's influencing at least CBD, I mean, Christian book distributors. I mean, I think they're putting the books that they think are going to possibly be the most important ones to sell at the top, I, I would think. Max Locato, Rick Warren, and The Chosen. If that's evangelicalism in 2023, we're finished and we're done. Okay. All right. Now, oh boy, 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 oh boy. Oh, okay, now I'm looking at the next row. Guess what they have to the far left? Oh, this is, okay, I'm going to take my glasses off. I'm going to have to just rub my face, run my my hands through my hair, okay? I'm going to have to just, woo! Take a deep breath. I'm going to have to relax. I'm going to have to calm down. I need to drink something. I'm going to reach down and get my glass. I'm going to take a drink of my Coke. That's all the ice is melting because it's 127 degrees up here in the studio. All right. I'm going to take a drink. All right. 
Oh, boy. Okay. Now, because this is the May, I didn't even think about it, because this is the May-June edition of the Christian Book Catalog, obviously a lot of the content here, they're trying to sell stuff for the gra- for gra- graduation gifts. Gradu- you got to get those graduates some gifts, some Christian gifts. So we got the Max Locato quotation books because, you know, what the graduates need is some inspirational quotes from Max Locato. But underneath that, you know what they need? They need a new pen and pencil. Yes, a great gift for graduates. Pen and pencil gift sets. Now, that would sound okay. Okay, they just want to sell some pens and pencils. That's okay. But if it's a Christian company selling pens or pencils, we know we got to Christianize them, right? Because you know, a pen and pencil, I got a pencil right here. A pen or pencil is not really Christian unless we Christianize it, right? So we have to, and I dare say, we've got to take this inanimate object like a pencil that serves as simply a tool in order to write. We got to Christianize it by turning it into some Jesus junk is what I sometimes refer to it. Because, because if it's, if, if it's a Christian store, whatever it is, you got to throw scripture on it. To me, it's a complete disrespect of scripture, just throwing scripture on any object we can find, a coffee cup, a t-shirt, a pencil, any, a hat, anything, so that we can sell it. We're merchandising the word of God. But I digress. I digress. So they're selling a pencil or pen. Now, if you're going to sell a pencil or pen to a graduate, what Bible verse would you put on that pencil and pen? What Bible verse does a graduate need to have to be reminded of every time they use that pencil and pen set? Every time they get ready to write something, what verse do they need to see? Come on, pick one. All right. All right. Someone says it's got to be the Old Testament. All right. Good, good choice. Old Testament. You get 10 points. All right. You get 10 points. Oh, no, no, no. Someone, okay. Someone just got 200 points. They, they, they just won. They just won the internet. They, they, they deserve, uh, I don't know. I don't, we're going to have to rob a bank to send them money. Okay. They, they, they just says it has to be. I know the plans I have for you, Jeremiah. Like, I don't know how you would know that. Who would think that a graduate needs to see on a pen or pencil? Jeremiah 29. 11. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So you can get this in purple and silver or black and silver, right? It looks like the two colors they come with. All right. Here's, <laughs> okay, here we go. A Jeremiah 2911 pen and pencil gift sets. For I know the plans, Jeremiah 2911, an inspiring gift for graduates, metal ballpoint pen with touching screen stylus and precise mechanical pencil are both engraved and feature sturdy pocket clips, gift boxed, black and silver, they call it violet and silver, not purple. I apologize for not being so precise. Now, uh, the black and silver is $5.99. The violet and silver is $5.99. And oh, you can get a journal to go with it. Imitation leather brown or imitation leather navy blue. They don't picture the, the uh, journals. And those are $15 or $12. Okay, someone says it's the same every year. It's the same every year. Now, I, I just, I, I just, okay, first of all, 
I, I, I know I'm getting ready to get myself in trouble. I am not trying to be sarcastic here. I'm not trying to be sarcastic here, but I'm getting ready to get very, very sarcastic. If someone just graduated from high school or college and they get a pencil or pen that has Jeremiah 2911 and their first words when they see that gift are, uh, if their wor- first words are not something like, wait a minute, why are you giving me Jeremiah 2911? Those were words to those coming out of Babylonian captivity. Those words were promises for them, not for us. If, if they don't recognize, now, if they don't know anything about the Bible, I will, I will acknowledge that. Okay. But if they know anything about the Bible and they just gradu- graduated from any, a decent high school or a decent university, they should at least have basic reading comprehension skills. And the most elementary reading comprehension skills would let you know that if you're reading Jeremiah 29, 11, that's God giving promises to those coming out of Babylonian captivity. Anybody should be able to figure that out. So my, my question is, they don't need a pen and pencil set if they can't figure that out. They need some books on reading comprehension. And those who purchased the gifts, thinking it was a great gift, they need some books on reading comprehension. And I'm not trying to say that in a derogatory or mean way, but it's just, it's got to be, at what point does Christianity wake up and go, hey, Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, there's some context here. There's some context here. Jeremiah 29, 11, why, why is the... Every year during graduation, why does Jeremiah 29, 11 show up? I will, I just, I will never understand it. Jeremiah 29, verse one. Now these are the words of the letter that Jer- Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders, which were carried away captives. It tells you exactly who the words are to. If you can't figure out that context, um, <laughs> school. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I, all right. Okay. Someone just won. Okay. Okay. The person who got the answer right, you just lost all of your points because someone just made me laugh, right? Someone just said, well, schools are kind of like Babylonian captivity, right? Okay. You're right. Okay. It's not 70. Well, I mean, I guess some of you may have been in school for 70 years. It feels like 70 years. Okay. That's funny. All right. Hey, I'm, I'm giving you this pencil and pen set because you're being delivered from your Babylonian captivity called high school or university. That's, that's, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. They get the points. The person who got the answer right, I'm sorry, you just lost all the points, but the point, but serious, that's funny. But seriously though, it bothers me that no one yet can figure out how to read Jeremiah 29, 11. Look, there's a lot of things in the Bible I can understand that we can debate about the meaning. I understand. I understand that there can be different interpretations and we can struggle over the meaning of this and the meaning of that or, or exactly what's going on. But Jeremiah 29, 11 is not hard, ladies and gentlemen. Verse one right there just sets out who he's writing to. We, we know the context. We know what's going on. We know what's going on. It has, it's a specific historical context. Words given to a specific people in a specific situation. And the fact that we want to rip those words from them and give them to 
Hey, some, some graduate or just read it at graduation. I, it, oh, I just, I don't want to even get started all the horror stories I've seen about it, but yeah. All right. So that's bad enough. All right. So, all right. So we have, we're, we, we've not even got over the, we've not even got over the first page, right? We're not even, we, we could do, we could do a year worth of broadcasts just going through the Christian book catalog. All right. All right. I know this is, this is not, uh, this is not what, uh, you know, people are probably, hey, but you know what? I can turn on the microphone and talk about whatever. I look, this is what I want to talk about. All right. So we've got Let the Journey Begin by Max Locato. Some inspirational quotes from Max Locato because nothing will inspire the graduate in your life like quotes from Max Locato. All right. <laughs> Second, Rick Warren, create, created to dream. I do want to know his six phases of faith. I am interested to know how he came up with those and what are the six phases. And then, of course, we have the chosen, which is just, oh, yeah, all kinds of problems. Then we have the Jeremiah 2911 pen and pencil gift sets. But then we have a book right here in the middle. That's a little bit interesting. Definitely theological. Could be for an interesting discussion. It is called... Has the tribulation begun? Oh, wait a minute. We're in the tribulation. Uh oh, we're in the tribulation, ladies and gentlemen. Has the tribute now they got a question mark there? Has the tribulation begun? Now, the name of this individual, I, I know I may mispronounce it, is Amir Safadi, uh, I believe is how you say his last name. Amir Sarfati, I believe is how you pronounce the last name. Here is the description. Many ask, are the end times already here? Safadi explores what will happen during the tribulation, how the Bible signs compared to today's global events, and ways we can stand firm in God's word alone, which will offer hope and enable us to persevere in living out the mission with a sense of greater urgency. 224 pages, soft cover from Harvest, $9.99. Has the tribulation begun? I, I would be interested to know exactly what system of eschatology they're utilizing, where they're going. That could be a fun little read. All right. Then they have an NIV graduation gift Bible devotional pack, and then they have an NIV value larger print thin line Bible. All right. So some Bibles. <laughs> then they have <laughs> I I don't want to laugh. I used to laugh. I used to laugh at these a lot. I used to I got into a big discussion. Um I think I was in line to see a uh, a Newsboys concert. Yeah, it was in the 90s, right? The Newsboys. Remember when they were the flavor of the month in the contemporary Christian music world? I know they're still around, but they were very kind of very influential at that time. Um, they kind of had their kind of their breakthrough hits and were big. And I was in line to see one of their concerts. And I had just, there was a Bible bookstore like right there in the parking lot for where the, the venue for where the, uh, newsboys were going to play. So I'd walked into the bookstore. I didn't have a lot of money, but they were selling something like, you know, one minute devotionals with God, like one minute devotionals with God for like 50 cents. And I'm like, well, I'll just buy it and I can probably read the whole thing while I'm standing in line. So I got it. And there were some people there who asked me some questions like, what are you reading? And I'm like, oh, this one minute devotional thing. And I'm like, what do you think about it? And, I, and so I started being very critical of it and they got very offended at me for being so critical and being so judgmental. But at that time, I was like, I mean, come on, 
What what are you going to do with a one minute devotional? I mean, for crying out loud, you're you're literally not even handling the scriptures anywhere correctly. I guess now I've become so jaded and cynical that my opinions have changed dramatically. Now I'm like, look, if I can get people to even do a one minute devotional, I'll take it. Send me a box of a million of them. All right. Like, because I don't, I can't get people to do engage in serious Bible study with the Bible study exercises. I can't like, I've tried so many things to try to get Christians to study and do anything daily with the Bible. I've tried everything. I've used the ancient liturgy or the uh, ancient lectionary, I should say, the church lectionary, trying to say, here's the three readings during the, the weekday. Here's the four. And then just grab a notebook and write something simple down. I've tried. I mean, I've tried so many things and I feel like everything I've ever tried, at least if you take the, the whole, right, the majority of people, they just, I mean, basically people don't want to do Bible study methods. People don't want to really dig in with a Bible study exercise and do the homework or the assignments. People don't necessarily even want to use Bible study curriculum if you provide it for them. People people don't necessarily want to listen to sermons. You really, I mean, now there's always the exceptions, right? Please hear me. There's always the exceptions. I'm just saying at large. So you now, my attitude is, hey, one minute devotionals. Hey, you know what? If that's what it takes, Let's do it. If that's what it takes, let's get people doing it. So here are the two that they're offering. The first one is One Minute Inspirations for Women by Elizabeth George. Too busy to sit and read, but still feel a spiritual hunger? These bite-sized devotions will keep you going until you have time for extended meditations. Now, I do like the fact that they're acknowledging, hey, hey, these are only bite size, but maybe they'll hold you over till you get time for a bigger one. I do admire that. I would love to see what one of these look like. Uh, that's the ones for women. If someone wants to, you can get this for a dollar twenty-five. If someone wants to order one minute inspirations for women, I would love for the uh, a woman to get it and read it and and give me their uh, their feedback. All right, I would love that. Okay. And I'm getting messages from people. All right. Uh, one minute inspiration for, and then they have one minute insights for men. So it's one minute inspirations for women. For men, it's one minute insights. One is by Elizabeth George. The other one is by Jim George. So I'm assuming Elizabeth George and Jim George are husband and wife. The woman handles uh, the devotionals for the women and one for men. I, I, I have to ask this question. 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 I have always been baffled. I've always been baffled by this. See if you can help me out. First, I've been baffled by how many churches split up like their Sunday school, like the Sunday school class for seniors, the Sunday school class for singles, the Sunday school class for young married couples, the, the Sunday school class for women, the Sunday school class for men. I... I don't get that. Why do we break everyone down into these demographics? When you're studying the Bible, and then why does, why does Christianity have Bible study for women, Bible study for men, uh, devotionals for women, devotionals for men? Can someone explain why? Isn't all scripture profitable for everyone? Man, woman, old, young, married, single, Teenager, adult. 
I, I've never understood the, the breaking everything down into demographics. I never really understood that. When, when I first, you know, entered into the world of Christianity as a, as a teenager, I was like, wait, there's like a Sunday school class for women. There's like a Sunday school class for me. There's a Sunday school class for teenagers. Like, why don't we just all go sit in the sanctuary and study the Bible? Like, what, what, like I'm too stupid to hear what the adults, like, I, it, I almost felt offended. I'm like, I'm here with the teenagers and you seem more interested in entertaining us. Maybe the adults are actually studying the Bible. So I would go, I wouldn't, I wouldn't follow the rules. I just kind of went, I would go to the women's club. I would just go to anywhere I wanted to. I don't think I ever was told to leave, but I just kind of like, who's going to tell me which class I can go to? It's just ridiculous. The whole thing didn't make any sense to me. And I still don't understand. Like, why do you need like, Hey, here's a devotional. So if you're, if you're husband and wife. Hey, here, 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 you go study the Bible because you're a woman. And, and, and I don't get it. Um, all right. Someone says, does it, uh, does it maybe have to do because women can't lead or teach men? So they, so they do their own studies. I guess that's true. I guess if you have a woman who really has a desire and an ability to teach, then you can give her a class of women to teach, older teaching the younger. I guess you could make an argument for that. Okay, that that's a good point. If I had, this is what I would do. This is what I would do. If I had a woman in my church who had like this, you, you, that you, they love to study the Bible, they love to study theology, and they had a passion to teach. And, you know, you, you could tell they had a talent for it. I would have no problem creating a women's Sunday school class for them to be able to utilize that ability and talent. All right. If, if that was the case, but I, I just to have one to have one makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. That would be the, that in that case, I could see that would make sense to me. Like, okay, look, I mean, you know, like sometimes you can just, you start talking to someone like, man, that woman, she knows doctrine. She knows theology. Wow. Okay. And when she talks about it, you could tell she has a passion. She could teach that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's give her uh, the opportunity to use said gift because she could really, you know, be helpful and influential to the women. But other than that, just to have it for the sake of having, I just don't understand. And when I, like, I just don't get it. Like when women get together, they always go, they go look at the Christian stores for the women's studies. Why? Why? I just don't get it. Like, what is a woman's study versus a man's study? What is a woman's devotional versus a man's devotional? Lifeway does the same thing. They break their devotional down for devotionals for women and devotional for men. I don't get it. it, it like, uh, like I feel like I'm being left out. Like, so wait, 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 wait. Give me, give me the, give me the woman's devotional. Come on. What are they saying over there that, that I'm not supposed to hear? Like, what is it? What is it? What is it? Do they, do they know something that we don't like? And is the men's devotional like, Ooh, this is top secret. The women can't get to, this is not good for women folk. Like, I just don't, I just don't understand. I don't understand the dividing up of the church. I just don't. It's like, Hey, let's get together and let's study the Bible. Right. So, but if anybody wants to try these, one minute uh, inspirations for women by Elizabeth George for a dollar twenty five. One minute insights for men by Jim George says jumpstart your day. George's practical insights will empower you to lovingly lead your marriage, model integrity on the job, and build a legacy for your children. Sixty one pages. 
<laughs> twice for the money, <laughs> twice the money. <laughs> well, you know what? If you're if you're in the publishing world, that is true. The more the more things you produce, the more money you can sell. That 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 I know that's very jaded. All right, so that's the that's the front cover of it. Now I know we're already at forty three minutes, and we're just having fun, or at least I'm having fun. I don't know if you're having fun. Uh, I want to jump. What I used to always do, even when I was young. I would basically get the uh, christianbook.com catalog and I would skip everything. And I would look for the section entitled, where is it? Uh, Sometimes I would look at commentaries. Sometimes I definitely would look at a Bible reference, but I would always go to academic resources, academic resources, because I always felt now we've, we got to something with some kind of meat. We got to something with something that was tangible. Like I was like, okay, good, good, good. The, I, I want that, right? Because everything else just felt like Christian fluff. It just felt like, uh, and I, I'm not saying because I was smarter than anyone else. It's just the other stuff just felt like, just like thrown together to make a buck. But the academic resources, commentaries, those things kind of got, yeah, I could get something from it. So the first thing on the academic resource page is um, Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem, the second edition. Look, I would strongly recommend buying Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. I do not agree with all of his theology, um, especially when it comes to things related to the ongoing spiritual gifts and certain things related to charismatic theology. I would strongly disagree with him on that. But there's so much in his Systematic Theology that is so biblical, so sound that I really, and it's just, it's so easy to read. Like it's not, there's some systematic theologies that I think some people would struggle with. I I would tell everyone to get a systematic theology by Wayne Grudem. Everyone should have it. Everyone should have it. And uh, we reference it a lot, but I would definitely uh, have you get systematic theology by Wayne Grudem. All right. They've got some uh, interlinear Hebrew and Greek uh, Bibles and books. All great. Here's the thing that I wanted to point out. All right. Here's the thing I wanted to point out. This is under, it's in the academic resources, but it's called, it's under what the heading they call Bible studies. This one jumped out at me when I was just looking at it briefly. And I wanted to at least bring, I was just going to do a podcast episode about this book. Um, but this one I'm very interested in possibly purchasing for myself and exploring a little bit. Are you ready? Here we go. This is new. 30 Old Testament passages with deeper meaning. What in the world? I, I am curious about this from a hermeneutical perspective. I'm just curious, what are the 30 scriptures? But 30 Old Testament passages with deeper meaning by Michael Williams. 30 Old Testament passages with deeper meaning by Michael Williams. It says, take a deep dive into 30 scriptural passages to unearth hidden cultural, historical, linguistic, and philological truths. Old Testament professor Williams offers easy-to-read chapters examining, explaining, and facilitating further reflection on God's Word. This accessible resource bridges the gap between the academy 
and the church, the perfect tool for individual or group study or even sermon prep. 240 pages, $13.99. That's the book I would recommend in this issue of the christianbook.com catalog for May, June, 2023. That's the one that jumped out at me. That's the one I would tell you to get. Again, it's called 30 Old Testament Passages with Deeper Meaning. 30 Old Testament Passages with Deeper Meaning. I'm going to order a copy ASAP, ASAP. I don't know how good it is. I don't know. How, look, I may look at uh, those 30 and we may, you know what? We may, we, that could turn into a podcast series, right? Remember when we did like 30 scriptures in 30 days, we could do 30, 30 Old Testament passages in 30 months. I don't know how long it would take us, but I am, I would curious want to know what passages that are chosen here and what deeper meaning is found because how are they going to get to this deeper meaning? Are they using a historical grammatical hermeneutical approach? Are they using an allegorical? Is it a mixture? I, I, take my money. All right. They, 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 they've got my attention. I want this book now. I want it right now. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to get in a car and start driving around, banging on doors. Give me the book. Okay. All right. But no, I, I'm going to order this, I think tonight. Um, 30 Old Testament passages with deeper meaning by Michael Williams. This is the book I would tell everyone to get. If you order it, let me know, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. And if you get it, if you get it, let me know. We're going to do a book giveaway at some point. We'll do a book giveaway. We'll do a book giveaway. I'm not going to do it now because this is, I'm mentioning this at the 49 minute mark. So a lot of people may not even hear all of this. So we'll do a, a special broadcast. I'll have to look at how much money we have. Uh, but if we have some money, uh, I will see how many books we can give away and maybe we'll give away a couple of these. Should be fun. Should be interesting. We'll make, we'll turn it into a big production and we'll make it a fun thing, right? Maybe, maybe the summer of 2023 is going to be 30 Old Testament passages with deeper meaning. Maybe that's going to be our summer 2023 focus. What do you think? What do you think? Anybody like that idea? I like that idea. Or at least it'll be one. Who am I kidding? Obviously, we're not going to just focus on one thing. We'll still be doing Bible study exercises. Who knows where? But we're going to find a way to fit that in. All right. So I'm going to buy my copy tonight. So in summary, ChristianBook.com has a lot of junk on the cover a lot of junk on the on the cover front page and uh somebody still needs to figure out how to get Christians to understand Jeremiah 29:11. I don't know what that's going to take. I don't think anything's ever going to fix it, but I've I've I almost to the point of I see Jeremiah 29:11 on anything and I and I'm ready to take a quick trip to the quick trip to the liquor store. Okay, but all right, I digress. All right. So so here in summary, here's what I want you to do. Are you ready? I want you to go to faithalone.org, faithalone.org, that's faithalone.org, and I want you to find how you can sign up to receive the magazine, Grace in Focus, and I, I want to challenge you to do that. It's free. Get it? It'll be sent to your actual house, an actual physical magazine. Your kids may be like, what is that? And you'll be like, it's a magazine. What's a magazine? 
You know, I only they only know stuff in a digital format. Okay, I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, but okay. But yeah, I just think it's cool to get something, you know, actually worthwhile sent to you of a theological nature. You may not agree with all of their their interpretations, but it, it'll be, I mean, it's free. It comes to you. Grace and Focus, faithalone.org. And look for the sign-up. If you can't find it, email me, newsif at yahoo.com. I'll go hunt down the sign-up for you and send you the link. All right? Second, you can probably find it on Amazon, or you can go to christianbook.com and look for the book. If I can turn the page. Look for the book. 30 Old Testament Passages with Deeper Meaning by Michael Williams. Yes, I criticized a lot. I criticized a lot because there's much to be criticized, but I'm always looking for things that we can use for our benefit. And I, even though I kind of make fun a little bit of the one minute devotionals, look, I, at this point, if, if, if I don't care what it takes, as long as it gets people in the word of God, but I will never understand the church breaking everyone down into demographics. I just don't understand because one, I get tired of being told that teenagers can't understand. That's total trash, total trash. You can get teenagers the same in-depth teaching that I give the adults. And you, if you've ever listened to my preaching, teenagers are always sitting right there. They're not sent off to go get pizza parties and fun. They may not want to be there, but they're there. And I don't care what we're working on. Church history, I don't care if we're dealing with... Well, no, the little kids in our church last Sunday, the little kids in our church, I, I'm standing at the pulpit and they come out and and uh, all the little kids are like, uh, Pastor, we learned about the hypostatic union. So, I mean, give me a break. And so that's the little kids in our class. We learned about monergism versus synergism. So come on. I'm so tired of what kids can't understand, teenagers can't understand, adults can't understand. That's just trash. I can't stand that. If, if, if pastors are telling you you can't understand it, you should be offended by that. Who are they to tell you what you can understand? And if you're a teenager and your church treats you like you're an idiot and all you can basically handle is, you know, Jesus is your boyfriend or girlfriend and a pizza party, you should be offended. And if little kids are being treated like all they can do is play games, that's just, the little kids should be offended. Okay, there we go. There, there is my soapbox rant for this evening, Thursday, May the 4th, 2023. And that is the May-June edition of the Christian Book Catalog. Yes, it is a total of 75 pages. We looked at one page and one book. <laughs> well, that's it. We didn't even look at two pages, but yeah, hopefully it was a little bit of fun. Kind of give you an idea of where the church is and where it's going. But we did find a book that I want us to really work on. And again, I'm going to just mention that one more time. I'm going to go back to the academic resources page. 30 Old Testament passages with deeper meaning by Michael Williams. We're going to be exploring that, and we're going to make it fun, and we'll find a way to give away some copies so that you can, well, have a copy and uh, for free. And if I can afford it, I'll give away as many as we can. We'll see how we want to work that. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great, great, great night. Hopefully, that was a little bit of fun, and uh, yeah, I'm probably going to get emails going, don't ever do that again. That was a waste of my time. That was a stupid broadcast. I know. I know. But hey, if you think it was a stupid broadcast, email me, newsif at yahoo.com. But you know what? I had fun. I was going to sit here and look at the catalog. So why not look at it with you?
I know you're saying, please don't ever give me the privilege of that again. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great night. And to the person who compared high school and college to Babylonian captivity, you win. You get all the points. The person who actually got the question right, all of your points have been stripped because they they, they made me laugh. Okay. All right. All right. Everyone have a great night. God bless.